Praise the Lord. Come on, we do better than that. Come on, praise the Lord. It's good to be here with you this morning. Um, thank you for all your prayers and your concern uh, for me while they incarcerated my father and going back home and, uh, and dealing with all that. Um, it's quite an experience. Um, some of you have already been there. And you're, uh, you're parentless. It's a different type of experience when you're parentless. And, uh, but thank God I have a church that, that's incredible, um, that's with me the entire process as I go through this process of uh, this new normal, because it's a new normal. So thank you to Jesus Christ that his word helps us get through this stuff. Thankful that you've been do- that's been going. That's why um, this message is called My Pain Can't Stop My Promise. This is, this is really me preaching to me <laughs> this morning. And so um, so if I'm not as loud as I normally am or as fast as I am, um, something's going on with my, my voice. So I'll be doing, I'll be, I'll be in my, my David Jeremiah Charles Stanley mode. <laughs> okay? So uh, y'all just think with me and work with it, okay? Let's pray. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven for us this morning. We plead that. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven fall fresh upon your word. Spirit of living God, let your rain drop from heaven revive your servant this morning. Lord, let me decrease that your spirit might increase. I pray, God, for transparency they might see through me to see your son, the Father, in case they stop at your servant. Lead from your servant to a detour sign that I may show me as you tell. Because God is absolutely nothing about me, it's completely all about you. God, since you're all about you, and absolutely nothing about me. Lord, I pray for three things this morning. I pray for challenge. I pray for conviction. And God, I pray for spirit of change. Your people are challenged and convicted by your word. They will be changed by the same power of that same word. Let your spirit have the right of way. I pray, God, you would tell this offering this morning. I present you in my sight, O Lord and my Redeemer. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Life is a journey, but it's made up of many, many moments that define us in our life. This letter in Second Peter, Peter's writing to a church that's been scattered, been catching pressure, catching issues and difficulties. And a lot of times, we look for the good days. Some of us always want to have a good day. But as you look at your journey, as you look at the span of your life, I can almost guarantee it. Some of your greatest defining moments came in pain. Moments that shifted the trajectory of your entire life. I can almost guarantee it. A painful moment or experience caused a shift in your life that put you to where you are today. You, if you're not there, keep living because it's coming. Because God speaks through pain in ways that will, you will never, ever explain. In Second Peter, now first, Second Peter verse 8 says, 
you got your Bibles. We're going to go through scripture. We're going to go through the Bible line by line. I want to get this to you. Peter says this here, for these things are yours. Now, he's talking about, in verse 7, um, didn't put that in there. He says, um, you're going to have, add to your faith virtue, to virtue knowledge, to knowledge self-control, to self-control perseverance, to perseverance godliness, to godliness brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness love. This is in verse 6 and 7. But he says in verse 8, for these things are yours. In other words, if you have those seven virtues, you will not be what? Barren nor what? Unfruitful. In who? In the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But he who lacks these things is short-sighted, even to blindness. That word short-sighted is, is the Greek word moapic. It's, 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 it's moaphias. It literally means one who can see here but can't see far. If you don't get the seven virtues of God's word, here's my first point, you miss the realization of God's word. You can't be so now focused that you miss, you become short-sighted in seeing the eternal focus of God. You can't be, you cannot have your life in such a way that you let a momentary issue collapse all that God has for you. You, you, you ever had a lapse in judgment and then you wish you didn't do it? <laughs> anybody been there? Everybody got the handouts? Got the handouts? Okay, good. You don't have your handouts. Please raise your hands to, to help you in the back. I want you so you can hand us up front. I want you. I left. I didn't do a lot of a lot of fill-ins. Um, I want you to take notes. I really want you to walk through this. One thing I found out about the Christian journey: you can learn a lot of things in life like that. How many of us here know how to drive cars? And know how to drive cars well. How many of us know how to work work computers now? You know how to work computers. How come in trying to become a child of God is such a hard skill to learn? People can be in this life forever and still can't get my, the basic seven virtues. Perseverance, self-control, godliness. How do you be a child of God for 30, 40 years and still cussing folk out? How do you be a child of God and still lying and backbiting because you fail to realize that God's word is clear. It's true. You need to understand without God's word and out embracing God's word, you lose everything. Next scripture I want to show you. It says here, Colossians says, as you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord. So if you say you love God, so walk in God. Rooted, built up in him, and establishing what? The faith. As you've been taught, abounding in it with thanksgiving. We, we try here at, this, at New Seasons to be a, a teaching church, to go by the scriptures line by line, because guess what? We're not here for performance, prestige, or, 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 or political nonsense. 
We're here to teach you the purpose, the power, and the peace of God. Without you being rooted in God's word, you can't get that. You said, how many people in this room here, um, I don't want to, well, say they, they love the Lord. They, they love the Lord. Okay. Now, if you, how many people here are in love? Let's go that way. How many are in love? You in love, man? She said, get your hand up, boy. <laughs> now, if you're in love with somebody, don't you brag about it? I like what she did. Touch people's hands. Hold it high. <laughs> Matter of fact, jump. Get up and <laughs> say, yeah. Why? Because she want to see some signs. There shouldn't be a on that front. Well, guess what? If you love Jesus, is your hand jumping up? Are you showing some signs? If not, I question your love. The next thing I want to talk to you is the reaction. Once you realize God's word, that I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to be rooted in God's word, I'm supposed to live God's word, but there's a reaction to the word. And, and the, the text says in verse 10, Therefore, based upon the seven virtues, okay, that I should have, based upon me understanding who I should be because of those virtues, therefore, brethren, be more what? Diligent. Now, this word diligent is used again in verse 5. But in verse 5, it's used in a sense, it's, it's the word um, posade, which means to move in a direction. This one is posade, which means to be, to be grounded, to do your best. In 5, he says, move towards these virtues. The time you get to verse 9, he says, now that you move toward it, do your best to make sure that who I called you, that's who you are. You go from trying to now handling your business. He says, make sure your call and election is what? Sure. For if you do these things, you will never what? How many of y'all seen Christians stumble? All the time. And here's another cool verse. Um, this verse says, this is a cool statement. Read aloud. God has what? A reason? How many of y'all know that? I want you to know that. So what, whatever you're going through, I want you to realize there's purpose behind it. So here's a scripture to balance to that. This is a story. I love the way, um, <laughs> I love the message translation. I love that verse. I love that Bible. It's a great paraphrase. And Eugene Pearson just cracks me up. But here's what, this is one of my favorite verses, this my favorite stories in the Bible. Listen to how he says, these words I speak to you are not incidental additions to your life. Homeowners improvements to your standard of living. They are foundational words, words to build a life form. If you work these words into your life, you are like a what? To build this house on a solid rock. Remember now, certain virtues. Love, for all those seven virtues in verse, verse 7 to 8. Verse 25 says, says what? Rain pours down. The flood, the what? But nothing moves what? Because what? 
So, so, if, if so, so now, I, I, I realize the word is real. I realize the word is true. Therefore, my reaction to the word is that when stuff hit me, I don't freak out. Because look at verse 26. It's, it's cool. But if you just use my word in what? And don't walk them in what? You are like what? Who what? <laughs> I love it. I love what he said that. He said, come, come to church and be like, praise Jesus. But then leave the church and be like, shoot. I was studying that. Look, 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 look at verse 27. He says, when a storm rolls in, what happens? And it what? How many of you have seen believers like that? Will jump and shout and pray you down when things are going well. But as soon as the storm comes in, they start falling like a house of cards. You know why? Because they didn't take the word seriously. They did not let the word take an effect in their life. Wow. You just don't do this just to do it. You're here because you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins. He died three days literally. And three days later, he rose with all power in his hand. And you believe that because I accept Christ, my life can be different. God is orchestrating my life in a way as I trust him, my purpose in him will manifest itself. Therefore, all that he's building in my life will grow me as I live my life for him. You get the clip? Give me the first one. Let me show you what that looks like. The one with, with, with um, Ray. Perfect. Watch this clip. That must have hurt in her heart. Hear her child cry. But it was a lesson she had to get to her child through his pain. He wiped his eyes. And now what he lost, something else grows. The whole time, mother's watching as she see her child grow through his pain and struggle. He picks his own self up. He's learning. He's now responding to his new knowledge of who he really is. world is illuminating into him now. Because now the Lord is making him, his mother is making him grow. And then the small things in life now that he would have overlooked because of the struggle he now is here and is aware 
that's around you. And then at the end of the day, we achieve something wonderful. back to that's how God does it the entire time through our struggles God is watching us letting us know you're going to be okay if you stay rooted in my way the reassurance of my word will teach you new things, new understandings, new growth, new goals. Because 2 Peter 11 says this here. It says, for so an interest will be supplied to you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of what? As the young man struggled through mama, 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 mama. And she, in her wisdom, stepped back and saw, this is a defining moment for my child. If I rush him to help, it may affect his whole life. It's, it's a story of Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones was used to be was Ray Charles, one of Ray Charles' best friends. And um, Quincy Jones was, was fearful about going overseas to Europe. And the story goes that Quincy Jones went to Ray Charles' house and Ray Charles' house, Ray Charles was cooking chicken, making green beans, was frying chicken, making green beans, prepared a table. And he said, if this blind man can cook fried chicken, and it was good chicken too, <laughs> he said, I can go to Europe. <laughs> and Quincy Jones went to Europe, and the rest is history. Because his mother helped him in his defining moment. When you walk through pain, that defines you. It grows you to an interest of it that will be supplied. As he walked through that pain, he had to what? Fight the virus. He stood up. And everything around him started coming alive. How many know once you get once you've been hurt one time, you don't get hurt again the same way the second time? Normally. Some of us are some of us like pain. We can do it again and again. But most of us, we get hurt the one time. We normally don't do it again because guess what? We've now been exposed to a new environment. We've been exposed to something we haven't been exposed to. And that learning experience keeps us from doing the same thing again and again. The word says also, Nick says this here. What is reason? I will not be neglected reminding you always of these things. Do you know and are establishing the present truth. Listen, I'm going to tell you this over and over and over. I mean, come on, y'all. How many of y'all know, y'all know I'm going to say, you're fearfully what? You're the apple of what? And you are blessed? I'm going to say it over and over. Because why? When you get that truth in your life, when the storm hits you, you won't be a house of cards. Because you realize, wait a minute. I'm fearful what you need. I'm the apple of God's eye. I'm blessed to be a blessing. So whatever God is doing for me at this moment, it will not be moving from those few pillars of my life. 
Therefore, whatever he's doing is making those three things better in some kind of way that I I can't understand yet. But if I hold on, I'll get it. Then, then here's a verse, here's a, here's a statement. The relation says, blessed are those who do this what? That they may have the what? Right to life. And may what? How many of y'all want to get this? But the text says, I got to do his commandments. Deacon Demondra, I just can't play church. I have to be a living church. A living um, my father died, and I, I didn't have a really good, a really long relationship with my dad at all. You know, very, out of his 70 years, I may have had a good 10 out of the 70. And the last few weeks of his life was just me, and through his deterioration, just picking him up, bathroom changes. Now, for, for, my, for my mother, that wouldn't have been a big deal. As a mama, for me, this guy, uh, no. I'm here, and, and, and he expects me, Tanisha, to treat him like my mama. I never forget we we we, we f- I flew him off, we flew all the way here. Got him. I, I I I flew him. For, he he never flew first class. So he can really die. So I go into the kitty. And buy my first class ticket. So he going. How come I ain't got a good TV? Cause we could, I got in the first seat in first class. And they don't have no good screen, you know. He ain't like that. I said, okay. This brother tripping. He's <laughs> got a first class nonstop flight from New York to San Diego. That went into the kitty. To make because this is last, this is the last go round. He ain't flying no more. All right, I get him here, get to the get to the hospital. I get you know, line is around the hospital. I make some phone calls. People I know come in. Hey, hey, doc, come on. Cut through. I go on through back doors. Get it. I get up. He go, he getting ushered in places that people are in line. He's going right past because why? I know some people. I get him in the room in less than three hours. He's in his room. People still in line. So doctors come in there. So it's right now we're running. It's about 10.30. He goes, I want some eggs, bacon. Uh, I want...
is, I'm waiting to die. So the doctor come in about 11.15, and they talked to us. He said, boy, I sure wouldn't mind my bacon and eggs and my butter. You could have been there and back by now. I go, praise Jesus. <laughs> I get in my car, drive to Balboa, get him some crispy bacon. Because now you know, it only comes in two. So I have to buy four bases of bacon. Okay. Make sure they crispy but not burnt. Buttermilk biscuit. Eggs. Hash browns. Okay. Now, it come with pancakes, but you don't want no pancakes. I get there about 12 o'clock. I'm sitting there going, what do I do? Pick the eggs yourself and kill the pigs? Now, I'm about to, <laughs> bruh, <laughs> but Exodus chapter 22 real clearly, honor thy mother and thy father, that thy days might be long in the Lord. I go, Pop, you know what? understand what's going on, but we're going to have to get this thing together. I'm doing my best to love you unconditionally. You got to meet me halfway. He says, I know, son. But you know, this is how I am. That's why I want to be here with you. Because my other son, that I found out that I had a brother, would not have done this for me. I've watched you love your mother for years. And since I knew I was dying, you're the only one I want in my life because I knew you would love me unconditionally. Because why? I'm solid in my family. I really do want to get into heaven. And every act I do purges me more and more to be like Jesus. So through the, the, the three weeks of, of ridicule and, you know what? Blessed are those who what? Do his commandments. On oh, that mother and that father, that my days not be long. They have the right to what? Enter to. Pastor, that's Old Testament. I don't know. It's the Ten Commandments. <laughs> People say, well, Pastor, we don't live Old Testament. Really? How many of y'all know, how many of y'all go out there killing people? It still says, thou shalt not kill, right? Yeah, how many of y'all still believe in the Lord is my shepherd? That's Old Testament. <laughs> how many of y'all believe the earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof? That's Old Testament. You can't pick and choose which stuff to leave. Next thing I want to talk to show you. Look at that there. He says, outside the city are the what? The who? Who else? Who else? Who else? And all who love to live a what? Those who say they love God and don't do it right. Those who say they love God and live way beneath God's word. I want you to understand, 
God wants you to be all he wants for you to be amazing in God. But sometimes the struggle of it will pull you from will pull you in such a way you want to quit. Don't quit. Don't be those who love to live a lie. Be those next one. I'm sure this next one will show you. Read that right quick. Somebody say amen about that. That's where you are. You are right where he wants you at. And everything you're going through fits his divine plan for you. The tears, the struggle, the pain. It's all to grow you to the point that you can stand. And here's the cool part. Remember in the clip when he stood up? He gave it to his mother. As you go through your pain and your struggle, you'll be able to give it one day and say, God, here it is. Remember said, we will throw down our crowns at his feet because we've learned how to live our life according to his purpose. And next one, finally, it said, the king will say to those on the right hand, come, you blessed of my father. Heard what? You. From the what? Before mom and daddy walked the street, God knew about you. This little baby, before y'all met, before y'all grandmother and grand, before, before your great, 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 great grandpa met his mama, he knew that was coming. All of life was set up for that baby. From the what? Foundation of the world. When he put the stars in the sky, he knew the baby was coming. I don't know about you, but that's cool for me. <laughs> that God's word is so assuring that nothing in my life happens by happenstance. It's all for grooming and training me to be more like him. And here's the last one. The resolve. Because of God's word. Resolve means I'm, I'm, I'm determined. I'm, I'm not moving anywhere. Look, look, look what Peter says. He says, yes, I think it's right. As long as I'm in this tent, to do what? My job as your pastor is to stir it up, Latanya. You're struggling. Come on now. Come on. You don't been through too much. Now, you, 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 you're going to quit. I wish you would. Come on. Come on. Look at verse 14. Verse 14 says, for our Lord Jesus Christ is what? That I might, that I must soon leave the earth. He said, I'm gonna die. I, I go back to verse 14. I live this. You right there. I live this verse every day because, according to the Bible, tomorrow is not promised. This might be my only, my last Sunday. So I got to remind you each week that you're what fearfully in. You're the what apple. And you're what? Because I may leave this earth. I want to keep you grounded because verse 15 says this here. For I will work hard to make what? These things after I'm gone. I'm resolved about that. I am resolved that you, that if you're, if you're part of this church, if you 
want to learn, you will learn. You will not come here and be entertained and see a bunch of puppets and a bunch of actors. You will come here, hear pure worship, hear pure word, hear pure life, that you will grow to become all that God wants you to become. That's why I'm here. And it reminds you, no matter what you're going through, the God that we serve is crazy about us. He will supply your every need. Because here's the last thing. A Bible that's what? Your Bible is all pristine and pretty. I guarantee your life's not. I go to some people's house and they have that big Bible. Always turn to Psalm 23. I got to blow the dust off. <laughs> Life toe up. But those whose Bibles are highlighted, tell some marks, usually don't call me. Because they see God's word and the truth of God's word and the resolve of God's word, knowing whatever I'm going through. God has designed it to make me become all that God wants me to become. And lastly, Acts 20 says this here. But my life is worth nothing to me. Unless I use it for finishing the work assigned to me by the Lord Jesus. The work of telling others the good news about the wonderful grace once you realize, once you are, have reaction, your assurance, and your resolve, you can show the last clip. You can kind of do this. sure it's a long night do I go through the struggle do I run do I put my life on the line for what I believe that I may live my life for the moment that others might be free 
do I run to reject my destiny? Some of us have long nights like this night. Sit back and wonder, is it worth it? Is it? Why? But as the night passes, God talks to you in the night. And the best thing about God, while we're sleeping, wrestling, he's on watch. He's the keeper of our soul. Over every hard decision, he's the keeper of our soul, reminding us to trust him, to believe in him when we can't see him. In the morning when we rise with fear, trepidation, and uncertain is what we see. People that resolve will fight against all. And when people see that, they can do nothing but give glory to what? Your resolve. Your resolve brings glory to God. So when life hits you, you hear the words of doubt and fear. Be resolved. I will stand my ground because if God be for me and when you stand firm the world will say glory hallelujah you might be here this morning going through some struggles I don't know what they are but I want you to know right now that Jesus Christ died for your sins and he's here to usher you through your night remind you who you are if you're here this morning, you don't have Christ as your Savior, I got some good news. He's on watch last night. He's here this morning to let you know, come on in and get in my army, and I guarantee you, you'll win. So as I pray this prayer, if one of these three things is you, just raise your hand. So as we start praying, Father God, in the name of Jesus, there might be someone here this morning who does not know you as Lord and Savior here this morning, Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, if someone's here today who does not know you, at this time, if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have heard the word of God today, and you realize that you need him at your seat, please, just raise your hand and say, Pastor Noah, I need Jesus Christ. I see your hand. God bless you. Great. Come to know Jesus Christ as Savior. Secondly, you may have been, you may have been once in church, you kind of straight away, kind of got grown on your own. But you realize you need Jesus Christ as your Savior. You need to come back home. You're here this morning, beloved. You need to come back home to God and get your life right with God. Come back home to him. If that's you, would you raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need to come back. I've been running from God too long. I need to come home this morning. That's you. Would you raise your hand? 
And thirdly, you're a child of God. You know God. You know his grace and his mercy, but you won't have a church home. I would love to be your pastor. My calling in God is to equip you to become an amazing person who God died for you. I believe God made you awesome. God made you incredible. And I want you to fulfill all of God's plan. I love my calling. And I want to be part of your life. Are you here this morning? You have a church home. I would love to be your pastor. Are you here this morning? And you want to meet, meet Jesus in your family at your seat. Please, just raise your hand. Pastor, I want you to be part of this church family. I'm, I'm tired of looking. I want to be part of this family. Father God, bless those who raised their hand. Bless those who are part of the family. We give you glory. We give you honor. All that we say and do is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.